0: Uh, okay. Apparently this is episode 25, but this is supplementary to episode 24 because the episode 24, if you're listening to this after episode 24, 24 was about PlayStation five on 24. And as we discussed on that podcast, we were going to have a one for Microsoft, which makes it 25. So episode 25 is Xbox one series X I say that really fast three times. Roll the intro.
1: (laughs) I mean, episode 24 was a lot of... We talked about the Xbox quite a bit because it's impossible to talk about the PlayStation 5 without comparing it to the Xbox. They don't really exist in a vacuum
0: anymore you remember the good old days when they did exist in a vacuum (laughs) i mean playstation 2 and
1: xbox one like uh, xbox original you know put the two big air quotes they were pretty different beasts
0: i think yeah because i think if anything, Sony was still at war with Nintendo because PS1 versus N64 was wrapping up and then well, let's the... let's be
1: real. N64 versus PlayStation 1 wasn't much of a, a versus. It was PlayStation absolutely destroys N64 and then PlayStation 2 was like the world's grossest victory
0: lap. Yeah, and just Microsoft snuck in there to be like, Hey, there's a market for console games. We should make money off of that. And then comes the Xbox. And then they didn't make money off of it. <laughs> yep. Not until Xbox 360, but... That being said... In this podcast, we are very pro-Sony, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I think our
1: last episode really throws a lot of doubt at that notion. Because we're pretty pro-Xbox. <laughs> we're I- like... I think we framed it like, if I didn't have a PC, I would probably get just get an Xbox. But because i have a pc i want to play the
0: exclusive so sony i mean in general we are more in line with sony's what do you call it sony's product line kind of yeah we're in the sony ecosystem like i owned a
1: 360 at the very end of the 360 lifespan because they Mm. were so cheap at the end of it but otherwise i've not really ever had I've always had friends who have been big into Xbox, but I myself have never had a lot of investment
0: in the Xbox products. I like to say we are—we we try to take a very neutral stance on things. Like we try to rep- represent all the gaming demographics. We might dip into Sony's favoritism in a while, but when you know other companies do good business practices, we must compliment them on the world, that as well. That's why this episode exists. Today is all about kissing Microsoft's ass. No, I'm just talking about Microsoft's Xbox Series X One X with all what? twelve <laughs> teraflops of
1: graphical processing power and
0: its refrigerator shape.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing that's really my mind's been flipping back and forth between between these two systems is the size. And part of that's due to the form factor. Like, Sony's got, like, their PS5 with the weird crown or coat or (laughs) collar or whatever you want to call it. And Xbox was just like, let's just make a PC
0: tower that looks like a refrigerator. Let's just make something that will actually fit in shelves and look nice in a minimalistic setting. Yeah. And it does look very nice, even with all the memes. I still think that the... Xbox Series 1X. <laughs> oh, God. It's so like hard to say every single Wait, time. wait.
1: Are you saying Series S or Series X?
0: Both Series S and Series X. You know, Microsoft's <laughs> naming is not their strong suit. Fuck. Um, so both SKUs. Okay, I'm going to put my microphone a bit more away, even though it's like five inches away from my thing right now today's act not behaving really well okay so the both the digital edition the white bento box i like to call it
1: Mm, i can see that.
0: and the gray the fridge (laughs) (laughs) i like your your microsoft your microsoft themed uh mini fridge they can literally present it in to the japanese market like oh it's the size of your bento box here like anyway (laughs) (laughs) is it that small I mean, it's still like not like it's still big, but like, I mean, if you're gonna compare it to the PS5, I guess everything's small. I I mean, I wanted to say it's like a size of a 3080 kind of, if you Mm. think about it, but that's still humongous to some people. It's like for a con for a next generation console and almost every single console out in existence, this is pretty small. The only thing I can think of that's smaller is like the PS2 Slim, and that thing was like a freaking paperweight size like yeah that thing was ridiculously tiny i'm hoping the ps5 actually shrinks down to that level it just becomes a laptop (laughs) it's
1: really a matter of when you know i'm I'm, i've been this entire time i'm comparing pictures of the ps5 to the xbox series x x and i'm trying to picture how the ps5 looks on a shelf and they all end up looking really stupid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do. They just look like some whack out internet routers. Yeah, it looks it's what was that? Do you remember that cartoon where it's a, it's like a Korean or something, it's like a yeah, Korean family. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're try, they're trying to explain the way the PS4 is being like a, like a Wi-Fi router.
0: Yeah. oh this is a new technology it's it's called the ps4 what's the stand for uh fresh speed 4 here. <laughs> <laughs> like like i that that
1: needs a sequel with the, with the playstation 5 because this looks oh, way yeah. more like a router i bet i bet you it's gonna happen i hope they do one with the xbox too <laughs> yeah theoretically i i mean andy where do you want to really get started with this because right now we haven't really talked a lot of shop about xbox so how do you want to kind of frame this because the PlayStation, because obviously the the first place to go to is like the games. But mm-hmm. what is the launch lineup of Xbox outside of
0: everything for that's already on Game Pass? Everything on Game Pass and everything that is uh, multi platform, including Godsfall and Call of Duty. Everyone's favorite and Call of Duty and theirs is well. Halo Infinite is delayed. So the only exclusive I can think of right now is... Anything that was previously on the Xbox... Oh, Xbox One... <laughs> what, what What's the previous one called? I'm so confused now. <laughs> there's Xbox One and there's yeah. Xbox One X. Okay. So the Xbox C... Which is last gen. So anything on that is backwards compatible? So... I think they're really pushing on that front, to be honest. Like, like look, we have no games on launch that is exclusive, but you can just play, the like, the new, like, the Call of Duty and whatnot, but still enjoy the existing games you have in your library, but at a higher resolution. Like, they're yeah. really banking on that front, because, like, like, anyone can tell they don't really have... Like, honestly,
1: I'm looking at the... Flagship uh, game they want. I'm looking at, like, the Best Buy pre-order games for Series X, and uh, everything is multi-plat with maybe the... No, I don't know. Nope, nope. Yeah, all this is multi-platform. All the same. Yep, everything's multi-platform. So, that's crazy. That's actually really wild that they don't have any exclusives to launch with. Because that that is what... When I think about the two systems... The thing that I think about, like just looking back and forth for like PlayStation Five, is like Spider Man and Demon Souls.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that's what pulls me. But the thought that oh, I can play, get my Game Pass Ultimate and play stuff on my PC and my Xbox, like that's an appealing thought. But I think the other question there is is like, well,
0: what do I really want to play that's on Games Pass? And why do I need a next-gen console to do it? Like, why, What's stopping me from getting a used Xbox One S from last-gen, which will run the games perfectly fine? If you want to play Devil May Cry 5 Special
1: Edition, that's what of, will, will hold you course. back. Of course. Ah, you stupid Capcom and
0: your caveats
1: yep yep they're uh <laughs> they're they're the ones holding this torch there
0: for for being weird about it but yeah podcast over it's all, it, all because of devil make cry that's all only the reason you want to buy you want to buy a next gen console where you can just buy a perfectly serviceable pc and just play it on that but it doesn't I, have all the i will combos, say
1: I the notion of playing some of these games on my 4k tv which is in a very different setup than my pc is very appealing to me And I'm going to keep going back on this point because that's something that, that's like the only reason I'm interested in this next generation is because the games are going to actually start to be 4K now. Whereas before, the X, sorry, I have to keep correcting myself. The Xbox One X was Mm. capable of 4K, but not all games really supported it. Whereas PlayStation 4 Pro kind of cheated the 4K. They like did some, some tricks with upscaling. Mm-hmm. So generally they could get like two K and they kind of like emulated four K.
0: Hmm. I guess the point actually I wanna I wanna take it back a step back a little. Sure. So I did you start with the original Xbox? <clears throat> I never owned an
1: original Xbox, but I played it mm. at friends' houses for stuff like Fable
0: and The halo games so my exposure to xbox was with the 360 and we got it over the ps3 at the time because my brother wanted to play gears of war because at the time gears of war 2 was the most prettiest looking console game on the market yeah and it wasn't exclusive and now going back to your point original xbox it looked very nice had halo for me it had fucking jet set radio future at launch wow it's not, not a lot of, would of people be like you would be uh. the only person to recognize that it can it launched as a launch game with freaking sega of gt to, 2002 racing game it came bundled with it it was so sad <laughs> and it still tanked it tanked. No That's one like, wanted it. It literally killed any hopes for a sequel for that game because nobody bought that game at launch because everyone just bought Halo and like Munch's Odyssey. Anyway, was Halo that...
1: even a launch title? Yes. I thought I Halo it came
0: out later in its life then became the killer app. I I thought it came out at launch. But then again, like when I first heard about it, the game already came out, so maybe I'm assuming it came out at launch. You might then... be. I think some other game was, like, the Fusion Frenzy was a launch title. When does (laughs) Halo
1: Infinite come out in relation to the November 10th release, or launch, I should say, of the Xbox Series X? They said delayed. Oh. uh,
0: (laughs) So it's not launching on launch.
1: So it's not going to launch in, like, launch window. It won't be, uh, like, December? Unless they came out with an actual
0: date. I just heard it was delayed.
1: The initial release date is December 2020, but I don't Mm. think there's been any word.
0: Okay, here's an official quote. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release date to 2021 Mm. to ensure the team has adequate time to blah, blah, blah. So that's because... Basically, basically the the
1: biggest title coming out this fall for both consoles is going to be Cyberpunk. Exactly. So that... Is going to be interesting. Yeah, that's crazy that they're not launching with any exclusives for their new system
0: within like the window. That's actually really crazy to me. And I wanted to bring this up because this is the first time in the Xbox consoles' history, maybe even the Xbox One. Actually, no, Xbox One had exclusive games on it because I remember Sunset Overdrive. Okay, are you talking
1: about Xbox One or the original Xbox? It's not your fault. It's Microsoft's. Oh, fuck. Okay. So the original X, ex-
0: <laughs> the Duke, call the it.
1: fact that we have to do this, like ah. clarification is hysterical and so emblematic okay.
0: of Microsoft's <laughs> fricking problem. Whew. Okay. Here we go. Timeline. The original, original Xbox actually had ex- exclusive titles. Xbox 360 launch had exclusive titles. The Xbox One, normal, <laughs> had exclusive launch titles, but the Xbox One Series X does not. There, and that's the point I wanted to make. This is the first so this time is the in, first in one. The, that doesn't have an exclusive launch lineup. And that being said, if you look at the launch, um, like a history of the release games on Xbox, their exclusive have either. Got cancelled in development, or came out, and or was also available on PC, i.e., Gears of War Four. So I think. Again, unless you're like a Xbox, like um, what would you call? I don't. I don't want to say elitist. So I guess Xbox faithful. Yeah, Xbox faithful, Xbox dedicated fan. Like the most used um reasoning why people stick to Xbox is because. Like, all of their friends are there. That's usually the reasoning I hear. Back then when PS3 Online sucked ass, the argument was, oh, Xbox Live Gold is way better. Like, we have a better online stable environment, connections, the party chat is way better, blah, blah, blah. But in the PS4 or 5 generation, they don't really use that as as an excuse anymore. Like, uh, points down for Sony because they made people pay for online from jumping to PS3 and PS4. And it seems like they're gonna up the price again from PS4 to PS5. But it does not seem like, oh, I'm sticking with Xbox because the online experience is better. is no longer the argument for staying with Microsoft system. And we have somehow come back to full circle of what games do each systems have? Or the biggest argument is if same games exist for both systems, which runs it better? And I think as you said, since Cyberpunk's like the biggest game coming out of this holiday season, and maybe got fall more like god fucking uh, dead. i'm not gonna <laughs> hold my breath for that one buddy i'm gonna i'm gonna call god fucking dead. <laughs> uh, did you, you know that, that game's game, actually yeah. gonna be good that ah, requires constant online drm but who knows it's also anyway. made by gearbox ah loot boxes and keys and it's ba- it's borderlands with swords i guess it'll be good for people who like loot systems i guess anyway going back to the point Yes, I think the initial first the battle of the next-gen war will be decided upon which console runs Cyberpunk better. Yes? Yeah, I guess. Because we have no exclusives to fight over. <laughs> Microsoft yeah, is literally that's... banking on, like, <coughs> they're literally betting on future potential at this point. Like, we got nothing in launch. Honestly, I haven't but, paid much yeah.
1: attention to a lot of the Xbox marketing around Series X, and I'm honestly flabbergasted, just like, you know, really getting into the, the nuts and bolts of this right now that they don't have any launch exclusives. That's crazy. Nope. I mean, I know we, we keep going back and forth on Game Pass and like its value. So I'm going to pull up the Canadian prices for Game oh, Pass. No. Don't, this do is <laughs> don't do it. only relative.
0: Don't do it. You're going to be disappointed. Audience, I know. You're going to be disappointed
1: i know i know so if you want ultimate, ultimate. which in- <laughs> which includes xbox live gold which is needed for multiplayer on consoles and this also is included with uh so this gives you the pass for pc and the system and ea access and EA Access, and you get access to their their cloud beta, which lets you play on your phone. Or tablet. Or tablet, or smart TV, yada, 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 yada. Not on TVs because they don't support it. Ah! But the point being, it costs $16.99 a month. <sighs> which, oh, baby, sounds very cheap and surprisingly affordable.
0: Uh, if only it came with Netflix.
1: <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, you're already getting so much content.
0: Like, you honestly don't need to buy new video games for this system. Ever again, unless they decide not to include it for the past, which I can see them doing. And has Sony announced that PlayStation Plus prices will go up? I They didn't confirm it, but I think it's being suggested to. Because right now, that's either you're paying
1: $10 a month in Canada or you're paying
0: $60 a year for 12 months. Or if you're smart like us, you buy when it's on sale for 40 bucks a year and I bought two years' worth, so I'm set to 2022, baby. There you go. <laughs> but the point being
1: for... I'm trying to do quick math in my head and it's not working. I got a two plus arts two is major. Four. I got an arts major in university. <laughs>
0: well, you, need, you need you need to draw out the calculations <laughs> just draw it out <laughs>
1: just draw it out it'll make sense well i'm just i'm just doing the 16.99 which the first month is only a dollar i should mention that's their thing assuming so you didn't do it's, it yet. it's and eighty eight cents. that's roughly 204 dollars a, a year but it Dang. will be less than that for the first year because the first month is one dollar so you're looking at just under like you're looking around 190 in
0: canada Which is worth three full-price retail games. Yeah, which is crazy. So, you
1: know, when you look at the numbers this way, obviously Games Pass doesn't cover every game that releases, but Hot Damn, that covers a lot. Um, And this also covers all of Microsoft's first-party stuff, which, which you get access to all of the old stuff, so that's a huge plus like when you look at this as, as a, a price prospect of the systems less expensive the gaming experience is less expensive if i don't care about every brand new third party release at launch you can't you can't look away from this price proposition like the idea that i pay 200 dollars a year and i get access to all probably most of the games i'm going to care about
0: for an xbox that's really damn good have they confirmed that games from like uh, the big companies like Activision will be included in the past too? Because I seriously doubt they'll put the newest Call of Duty on the Game Pass.
1: They won't put it on right away if they do. Mm-hmm. It'll, be, it'll be way later. That's generally how this goes. I think Call of Duty is kind of like an exception. But you get access to Battlefield... I mean EA access, through e- yeah. yeah, through EA access. So I'm saying, so like, there's an answer to that, right? Like there, like there, and there's uh, there's so many games included in Capes Pass, and the list is not uh, going down anytime soon. And you're gonna have access
0: to their new cloud service if that's something that you're interested in. And all some of the games might actually be upscaled, and actually get performance boosts, Maybe I think. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's confirmed.
1: It seems like that's the case. I say in air quotes. Like for example, Rainbow Six is a new game that just got added there.
0: What seat? Like it...
1: Yeah, they added like the the newest edition of it, which I'm assuming oh. includes a bunch of unlocks and characters.
0: No, I I guess that's cool. Can you give a better example? <laughs> Doom Eternal is is on there. And there you go. That that's a good one. That's a well, good I guess get. because... Oh, that's a, this is a good segue because Microsoft had the balls to actually buy out Bethesda. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. And which also this also means that you're going to see almost all the Bethesda games on the Game Pass too. You can play Skyrim for the 10th time. Yeah, maybe <laughs> this time it'll look a little better, maybe. Maybe, and maybe with less bugs. But we're talking about Bethesda here. You know, the three Bs? you trust me but that's the i don't know I'm, just, I'm just
1: looking through the show. list and there's just so many games there's like a lot of variety there's a lot of indie games on here there's a lot of games that were bigger back in the day that have been like brought back up to uh current gen like hey damn Resident Evil seven's on there that's cool that's not something I would expect
0: but here's the question Darren Hmm. Well, this is more for you personally. Is backwards compatibility a really like a console selling point to you when you buy a next gen console? Like the ability well, to play games of previous gen when you're buying a new game, new console.
1: The idea that I can I think the idea here for like if I were someone who is heavily invested in the Xbox ecosystem I think that would be really appealing. Like the idea that I can play my PS4 games at launch on PS5 with theoretically, in very dubious terms, having higher performance on them is super Mm -hmm. appealing to me. Because that way I don't have to keep both systems plugged in, right? And I can just just play the games I'd like to play on the PS5. And that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Awesome. And the idea of that being true of Xbox, because they've gone... They've done much more work to make sure that process works. They've been doing it for years, whereas Sony is just doing it now. So I don't know what hitches they'll encounter. But I think Xbox has a much more reliable ba- uh, track record for backwards compatibility. They've been huge on it for years now. Whereas Sony has been like downplaying it up until now. To mm-hmm. when people have show- started to show that they care. So I think backwards compatibility is huge, especially because going into this new generation, Xbox kind of coming out of the gate, not with a with big guns. They're, they're
0: kind of like, it's like a soft launch in a way. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a new console launch. It seems like, oh, we're just releasing like an add-on to the Xbox One. Here's that, the new yeah. iPhone. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's what it kind of seems like. <clears throat> That's a good analogy. Like, here's the same old thing, but those new things in a more familiar like co- like form factors like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like where i'm I coming mean, with that is like let, let me just finish uh, actually finish your point first sorry no
1: i i don't have a point i was just gonna say like <laughs> the idea that i can play gears of war one through five on one system is appealing the idea that i can play all the mass effects on one system is appealing the idea that i can play all the halos on one system that appeals The idea that I can play the rare replay all in one system, you know, like that—that idea really appeals to me, and like there is such a large pool of games here that I can't begin to emphasize and and list off every single title because it's it is all over the place. The titles I have, hey, Ace Combat Seven, there you go, goddamn amazing game. Like there's there's so many on here. Like there, you have. Pretty much every genre covered, and if you care about racing games, the Xbox is going to be the system for that.
0: Here's my take on all this because, well, a little burn on myself. I buy a lot of games that I don't play. Some yes, games you do yes, are you still do. in shrink wrap. I bought a lot of Switch games, and they're still in shrink wrap. I'd like. The idea of having the pool of games to play from, but in the grand scheme of things, will people actually like actually play them and not just put them aside because they just want to play the newest thing? You know, like I don't nostalgia. Nostalgia is uh, great, uh, but does I mean, actually, clearly, actually sell
1: clearly, in your case, you're not playing the newest game because you just buy it and don't play it.
0: Hell yeah, I'm a collector.
1: So. So and if anything, this is an argument that Games Pass would probably be a better proposition for you. Because if you didn't buy the game right away,
0: it will probably come on Games Pass eventually. <laughs> I guess. But then again, I'm still I'm more addicted to a free to play game right now than an actual full console game release. Well, I mean, that's just you. Like, and a lot of other whales. Like on paper, it feels like yes, like having the option to play all these games is great but do people actually ultimately play them all it just seems like they just want that one specific game that everyone's playing which is like the trend of the month and just like be done with it that's just generally how trends work though that's just generally how society works like
1: that one movie that we all want to see that that one killer streaming series we want to go see we want our amazon for the boys we want our or Netflix for Tiger King, like, you know, stuff like that. Like, that always pops up. That's the nature that drives these exclusive platforms. But in terms of purely just the proposition of here is a list of, like, 400 titles I have free access to right now, plus if I Mm. have any Xbox 360, Xbox One discs lying around, I can pop them in and they work. That's such a ridiculously good proposition I think it's crazy to not really look at that and see the the value that offers. And like when you look at Sony's end, like I've said, we don't have a proven backwards compatibility track record for them. The most they've shown for the PS4 was the really weird PS2 titles they re-released on there that had a weird emulation back end. I don't know, the performance in those was kind of iffy. And... If you like, if, even if you look at what Nintendo's doing with their freaking Super Nintendo online service and NES online service, that's a joke. There's like that's a 20 joke. games there a on there. They're doing a horrible job with that. They're doing the worst job they've ever done with any of their virtual consoles. It's absolutely insane to me. Because when I look back at some of my most fond gaming memories, the Wii holds such a special place in my heart because I experienced so many games I never played because of the virtual console and that that idea of backwards compatibility. Even though that's probably just emulation at the end of the day. The idea that I could access this huge library of older games while I'm waiting for new stuff to come out. I don't know, that really appeals to me.
0: Yes, well, I'm, I I agree with you. I'm not doubting like the value this Game Pass holds, but the analogy I want to give is like, it's basically it's like a Netflix problem problem where you have access to so many shows and so many movies that sometimes I'd, I don't even know what I want to watch and I end up not watching anything cuz it's like but here's oh God, the thing there's with like so games. selections.
1: Here's the thing with games. You probably aren't going to play the new NHL game. You're probably not going to play the new you might play the new soccer game cuz you're weird, but wow.
0: You call NHL, but you don't even know what the fee- like FIFA is called. It's called a soccer game. Rude. There's so many different ones right now. There's only one soccer game. I
1: thought there was like PES or something.
0: That's the only one.
1: Oh well, there you go. So my point being, you're only gonna realistically play within certain genres of video game. You're probably not gonna care about. You're not gonna. You don't care about Age of Empires Three. Nah. Right? You don't. You don't care. You didn't buy it. You don't yeah. care. <laughs> you're gonna play certain genres of games whereas the tv it's a bit easier to consume because it's just you just sit there and consume it and and netflix is more of a on the whim and with this type of on the whim you have like a you have a k there's a bit of catering because you can search by genre you can play multiplayer games with your friends that go hey let's all jump on halo hey let's all jump on gears Hey, let's all jump on Battlefield. Let's jump on Rainbow Six. Let's play Forza. Like there, I feel like there's just that it's easier to filter through the stuff you don't care about because the list is, A, smaller than Netflix. And they're, it, they're just purely based off of what I've looked at right now, which there's a lot of stuff here on uh, Games Pass. But there's a lot less crap to filter through. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, when you look at Netflix and Amazon Prime, like at least
0: seventy percent, if not more, of the content there is Garbo. I mean, what's stopping some people saying like the selection in the Game Pass is crap? Again, I like mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting it. Down. I'm just I'm having, just, like, I'm just argument.
1: looking through this. I'm going. That's pretty. It's a hard argument to make because there is a lot of variety here. You have all of the biggest indie games of the past decade. <clears throat> and some of the hotter ones that are out right now are on there you have tons of different RPGs you have shooters, you have multiplayer games you have racing games you even have fighting games Like there's just so much here and there's always new stuff being added so I don't know It's like sure, I'm sure there are people who go, I don't care about any of these games and those people exist, that's fine but those are the people that are spending $80 every couple of weeks for the new hot game
0: Is the initial pitch that the Xbox Series One X Oh I got it right. Shit. You did it <laughs> that the Xbox Series One X is in like more value enough for you to buy it over the PS5 looking in the long run, do you think? Like how long can the premise of V Game Pass is going to hold in the long run?
1: Well, if everything turns out great with all of their new studio purchases and they start getting all these exclusives, those all go on Games Pass and all of a sudden Games Pass looks a lot more promising because I just got four new Xbox exclusives this year, included my online fee. Like if if Elder Scrolls 6 launches on Games Pass at launch, that's going to be huge. Whereas every other platform, you're paying $90 for it. Like, they, like they, they've they mm-hmm. been making these crazy deals and buying all these studios up and trying to get all the hottest and latest new products there. So if that pans out, it, in the long run, Games Pass just seems smart because you're going to be getting games on there no matter what and then you're going to be getting new games from the first party that this is why you buy a system for, right? So you're going to get those killer more killer apps in the future. So I don't know. Games Pass just seems like a win-win.
0: Can you imagine if they say Elden Rings is for Xbox One Series X and PC only for like the first year? That'd be crazy. That'd be I, crazy. I can see them pulling something off like that. Since like, oh yeah, you got Demon Souls. You got Demon Souls. Bitch, we got Elden Rings, and like everyone just goes, "Wow." Yeah, let's just I get mean, it on PC.
1: <laughs> I mean, that could that could happen. There's not much to to stop it from happening. I don't know. I like right now. When I think about these two systems, and I go, if I saw, if I drove by the store and just saw that they had them available, would I be tempted to pick them up? The answer is probably no. I'd probably give one of them to my brother because he's <laughs> the one who cares about this. Wow. But but if I saw, say I was in a store like in a Best Buy, you saw one of each. Let's say Andy, you had to buy it for yourself. Which one would you buy?
0: What the two Xboxes?
1: Just the. No, I'm saying like the Xbox, whichever one you prefer, and the PlayStation 5, whichever <laughs> model you prefer. They're both there. It's the last one of each. Oh, you yeah. have to buy one, but you can only buy one. Gun no, to no, your head. What we, do you buy?
0: We came up with the best name for Xbox. Xbox, whichever your preferred edition <laughs> is. like Like, right now.
1: Right now. Gun to your head.
0: Gun <sighs> to my head. Um, okay, this is assuming I don't, I don't, I didn't buy like the passes yet, right? This is assuming, assuming I don't assuming
1: have. You're just getting the system. Okay, okay.
0: If I didn't have the two years of X- PlayStation Plus, I would go with Xbox. But I have PS Plus, which means I get access to PlayStation's library of plus shit.
1: Okay, so, but what honestly, games are you
0: excited about, over there about carrying over? Um, the premise of Bloodborne being 60fps maybe ghosts. Yeah, which well, you've never played. FPS, which I couldn't get it if I get a PS5. <laughs> but, yeah, you could play right now, but you can play it right now, but you don't play it. So okay, you're not gonna play it. Gotcha. Oh come on, you, did, you didn't finish the Tsushima because you're like, oh, it's a 30fps action game. Ooh.
1: Anyway, and and I know it's gonna be backwards compatible now, so theoretically I could just wait. But the point being point being if you look at the plus library of games it is much smaller than games pass that's
0: a so good game
1: and it's not an and with and with games pass it's not about how long you've been a member and,
0: and keeping those titles you just get all these titles okay Darren okay let, let's let's just say this if I if this was my first console like I had no other consoles prior to this then yes I would go for the Xbox because game pass is a very good value that's one gun but the other gun is i already ha- i'm i live in a playstation ecosystem and i have ps4 games and freaking bought online which can never be you know refunded <laughs> and games i need to play like gundam in that case i kind of need to go to the ps5 because there are some games still exclusive to the sony platform that that's not on the pass nor do i care for the pass so that's the other gun Hmm. So I, yes, I do support you in the sense that if you're a casual, you're a parent, you're out Christmas shopping, and you have super fast internet, and your kids ask you for like, I want an X-Gen console, go get Xbox, get them the pass. You don't have to buy a game for them ever again until the, like a new Call of Duty comes up, but that's like whatever. Yeah. But in our circumstance, you and I that live in a PlayStation ecosystem, it makes more sense to get a PS5. It does. Our PS4 games will work on the PS5. I wish the fucking theoretically PS- to some capacity
1: they- we don't really know yet.
0: They said ninety nine percent. The only games that doesn't work on PS5 from PS4 but is fucking Af- Afro Samurai two.
1: Here's the question, Andy. <laughs> they haven't shown what it looks like.
0: Nah.
1: And they've been brushing off all the comments about compatibility and how backwards compatibility works up until now. They've been. They've been super weird about it, is my point. That's why I'm I'm concerned about this.
0: It's gotta they've
1: been They've been <laughs> downplaying it and, and acting like it doesn't matter, and it almost feels like backwards compatibility is a last-minute thing they're doing.
0: I just want them to add PS3 backwards compatibility. They are not. Get that, I know, get that out I of know. your head.
1: They're never doing that.
0: There's, I
1: have so many PS3 games. They are never going to do it because the PS3 was a nightmare. Even though the PS3 emulator on PC is surprisingly good and well optimized.
0: So I I can vouch for that. Yes, the initial practice. Yes, Sony has exclusives. But if you're looking at the entire package, Microsoft has a better deal. Period. And even when
1: looking at some of the exclusives, like if we were really to put them under a microscope and go are these exclusives Uh, worth it?
0: Microsoft scoop. There
1: you go. But uh, like Demon's Souls is a remake. Spider-Man Miles Morales is a kind of glorified expansion to Spider-Man. Ratchet and Clank is more Ratchet and Clank
0: well it was four rats and a clank
1: but my point is these are all games and experiences we've had before mostly so how much new are you getting out of it at launch versus like even if you look at from the perspective of you've always been on the sony side now you're going to the microsoft side there are so many exclusives for you to play that you've never played before uh pc
0: side thank you (laughs) <laughs>
1: but even still if you have games past mega ultra whatever you know you can play you could have cross compatible cross play with all your friends and like even that prospect is really appealing just going like okay let's jump on halo let's get the whole gang here i don't know like to me the more i talk about it the more microsoft seems like the no-brainer going into this next gen
0: watch as the stuff we talk about actually isn't as we thought <laughs> like, games not being added to the past fast enough. Like, it's not actually upscaling anything, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm not saying Sony will do any better. Sony will still be, like... They've had uh, a track record. Yeah, they have, they have a track record There's been not- There's
1: been a lot of PlayStation Plus months where you're like, what? Like, we get
0: Street Fighter Five. Okay.
1: Now I'm talking months where it's like, here's Tropica 3
0: and... Some
1: other game you've never heard of, and you're like, why are these the plus games? Like NBA?
0: It's like, what? We get PUBG? It's like, uh... And I think Sony ultimately didn't do very well because they only did... They looked like they did well because in comparison to what Xbox did. Because when Xbox was like, oh, you you, you can't do, like, used games anymore, Sony's like, here you go, Katsuragi. oh well, not Katsuragi, but uh, Yosh- Yoshida someone sorry i was like oh you can just pass off a used game to someone and that's how they won e3 and sony only looked good because they always made fun of xbox now what are they going to make fun of xbox for now
1: well to be fair this past generation has been microsoft the f- entire first half of it was microsoft just repeatedly shooting themselves in the foot with some of the worst marketing talk and decisions ever and then in the back half they figured out their their model and strategy but they (laughs) they created so much confusion at launch about how the xbox one x worked that the playstation four was just the easy answer of hey it's just a video game system i can play video games on this whereas microsoft had all this weird confusion about tv and being the water cooler of television and all this weird shit they kept talking about And then there is this this notion that you always had to be connected online and there's the notion that it couldn't play used games like it was so confused. And I feel like going to this generation Sony's kind of in that seat because there's been a lot of confusion about their system. I
0: I always say this every odd generation they do some weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What about the PlayStation 1? They did some weird stuff, <laughs> did they?
1: Because it seemed like, from my perspective, the PlayStation One just won that generation really hard. I mean, to be honest, that was their first console. Yeah, and they and they beat the biggest games manufacturer and developer and publisher in the world, or well, anything
0: beyond that. I'm just I'm just saying. Is is number one an odd number? I thought it was a prime number. <laughs> anyway, Oof. so two four is good. Three f- three was okay, but questionable now five is also doing that more questionable stuff and who knows that maybe xbox is due for a comeback still a question mark though because i think like the gaming scape has changed compared to what it was like before when you and i were playing on like 360s or ps3s or it has ps2 and xbox gaming has changed but war War never changes except the prices of games. Uh, can't wait for eighty nine ninety nine games. Like well, I was I mean, complaining, that... like seventy nine ninety nine was a new norm. I was like holy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, again, that's more reason why this—if Microsoft's whole thing with Game Pass pans out, that would be so huge for them. That would really be a—if uh, they could get enough good games on there each month and keep their library consistently good. I mean, it just seems like it's like easy for them to the point where they would probably have to up the price of games pass. But I think that's ultimately going to depend on how everything shakes out.
0: I want to touch up on one thing that's not related to the company's practices and more like the streamer scape. I want to say we live in right now, like the gaming, like a Twitch, like the environment, I don't
1: know how I feel about the term, the streamerscape. It sounds like a weird cyberpunk online networking thing.
0: (laughs) Trademarked. Um, I guess the Twitch ecosystem, or the streamer ecosystem, let's say that. Because it seems like what the popular streamers play kind of dictates what other people want to play. Does that make sense?
1: To an extent, it definitely can.
0: Like I'm obviously saying like, there are other streamers that does niche niche stuff and their own specialized gaming, but majority of Twitch is filled with the gamers who play the most trendiest games and games that are like a flavor of the month. And some of them actually have the power to influence what games are popular on Twitch slash the gaming ecosystem if they play it because a really good big streamer, let's say like 50K to 100K viewers can easily fluctuate the news and the media to kind of have, you know, start like a viral marketing complaint, like, oh, this streamer is playing this and it's kind of upping the Twitch, like, oh, this game is now number one on the Twitch most viewed right now. And usually the games that do that are new games, not as much as like new as in like, you know, like the brand new games, if you look at the past popular games, we had fucking Fall Guys, now it's Among Us. Genshin Impact had us like one or two days of popularity. And if Twitch streamers kind of determine like what games are popular and kind of, you know, direct that towards what games will be bought. Do you think looking at PS5 and Xbox, you know, having no exclusive versus having a gamer pa- Game Pass, what do you think it's going to be more popular in terms of like the Twitch environment? Don't you think like the, the demons or oh, let's say anything that Sony's offering might be more popular. I guess it will really, be, it will be, it
1: will be yeah. more popular initially for sure, but it's also a double-sided sword because whenever Microsoft releases a big first party title, that will also cater to it. And because in the Xbox ecosystem, if you have an Xbox, you probably have Games Pass, right? Like, it's kind of idiotic to be paying for gold monthly and not pay for Games Pass.
0: Apparently, Max forgot to stop paying for his gold <laughs> like, oh. after he got his pass. So, like, he was still paying for gold. It's like, ah.
1: That's hilarious. But, uh, like, that, like, my point being, so, like, say Halo Infinite comes out. That becomes a, a huge stream game for, like, a week. The thing is all those people already have access to it and it's really easy for people to get access to it because you can just pay for games pass per month or pay it for one month to to play the game. So I think that could be a huge influence and as we've seen in the past with like I think Skate 3 is the best example ever of all of a sudden oh uh, a game just Being no longer relevant and talked about, and all of a sudden being this huge point of conversation, and and it drives sales again. Like that could, like that could theoretically happen on, on Xbox with with its older titles as access to. Someone goes, man, look at this cool Ace Combat game. All of a sudden, it becomes this huge thing, and people start looking at it because someone streams it. It's not me. It's not me. I'm not the one. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out as an example. Uh-huh. A theoretical example. It could, uh-huh. could come back, but sure.
0: We're not coming back to Ace Combat. Screw you! We're a full show on it.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. i said saying that that could be like a game that makes like all of a sudden makes a resurgence in like the 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 mind sphere of the the streamer scape, as you said, trademarked. <laughs> but I think ultimately streaming is going to be most shaped by PC games and i think that's oh, yeah. generally the dominance of twitch is stuff on pc. hey eh. i think it's pretty hard leaning towards a pc audience.
0: uh yeah, I, I can see i can see both ways especially for like call of duty but yes, i would say mostly is consoles. really? there's a lot of console call of duty players. cuz all the pros play on controllers.
1: Because they need the aim assist, right? Gotcha. Pros.
0: Ah, didn't I I. not mean, I mean, more player-based, I guess. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, only time will tell. And I guess the biggest... Microsoft's biggest like telling point of if it made the right business decisions is what will happen when Halo Infinite comes out, I think. Because that's the first the biggest flagship out the window and if already have the established Game Passes already out and all the Master Chief collections out, that game's release is going to, well, first thing, flood Twitch and all yep. the Streamerscapes because that would be the single biggest launch title. And I'm not sure if it's coming out on PC at the same time. I'm pretty
1: sure it's supposed to because that's what they've mm. been doing for major releases for Games Pass as of late for first party.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so I guess that will really determine how this childish console wars kind of will shape i hate here's the here's the question i have for you andy can i finish my point sure okay my point is i kind of hate well my end point is i kind of hate that the xbox is also kind of doing it on pc like i'm grateful they're doing it on pc because i'm i don't have to buy a console now but at the same time they're kind of dividing up their stupid market share into two because all the people at PC are, don't really have to get Xboxes because all the games are going to be on the PC. So they're losing on console sales. I, I mean, mean, if
1: yeah, but that's only good for the consumer. The only person who that's, who that's theoretically bad for is Microsoft, but they still get pieces of different markets that they would never I mean, have otherwise.
0: People have speculated that the whole Gamer Pass thing actually makes them lose money like Netflix did and like, in its initial like upbringing. And they're just spending money and hoping that things work out. And I'm just worried that, what if it doesn't work out? Ah.
1: I mean, by the time it doesn't work out, I think you'll be either on to the next system or you'll just be doing what you always do on PC. But, like, right now, the way their model works out, it's just a win-win.
0: I can't wait until Amazon releases their own console. Oh, boy. which it
1: turns out better than Google.
0: Which they already did, and you and I kind of laughed about it. Or did, yeah. you, did you hear about it the amazon luna
1: no i haven't heard about luna oh boy <laughs> we'll say uh, it for another time because I, I, right. I had one last question for you relating to what does this look like january 1st 2020 because as far as i can tell ps5 has its launch and then there's like no games for a while
0: I mean Halo's not gonna come out January.
1: No, but with Games Pass you have access to how many games, right? True. Whereas with PlayStation 5, it's say like say either say you didn't buy all your games digitally or you're someone newer to the PlayStation market. Like and, and again, we can talk about PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility, but we don't know how good performances we don't there's no there's no evidence to suggest it's good or bad it's just a a question mark of hopefully it works um but i don't know like the idea of longevity longevity in the initial launch window xbox kind of has the edge because you just have access to that library whereas on the sony side you kind of have that Yet the same problem you have with every system launch. It comes out, there's a couple launch games, but there's just nothing for like six months.
0: Yes, the Xbox has an edge on that point, but then again, every console cycle, every new console kind of goes through this somewhat content drought before it gets populated, so I'm not really that worried. I mean, but, Sony had experience of going through this like four times now.
1: Yeah, but they've done it consistently. Outside of like PlayStation 2, they've pretty much just this has been their trend. Like PlayStation 4 had a huge drought after its launch. Mm -hmm. Like, I think pretty much until probably Bloodborne, they had a, a, a content drought of like nothing that substantive being released
0: for it. Here's my three word answer to you Free to play will keep the PlayStation 5 alive. Even though that's the most dumbest thing, I want to admit that it will save the consoles.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean that'll be true of both.
0: Oh um, my, yeah, those, those, it's literally true of both. Yeah, Modern Warfare Warzone single-handedly will preserve the next-gen consoles until like the new games come out. End the argument. End of so argument. End of <laughs> argument. <laughs> that's so sad. It is sad, but it is the truth. Fortnite, Apex Legends, um, Modern Warfare. Uh, sorry, Call of Duty Warzone. Will literally keep the consoles alive, in relevance, until like the big flagship games come out. So, yeah, no need to worry about anything. God bless free to play games. Woo! Well, I mean, I'm not worried.
1: I'm kind of looking this at, at, at the perspective of someone like my in the mindset of myself who doesn't have interest in playing those games.
0: What? I asked you to play Warzone with me.
1: Yeah. Look how that spanned out. It's just Gah. like a shrink wrap.
0: Hey, man. It preserves the games. Minty Fresh.
1: And it's all these experiences you haven't had.
0: It's fine. I'm happy with my shitty Chinese. Gotcha games. So anyway. Holy shit, we talked about this for an hour. And I was like, ah, there's not much to talk about Xbox. I
1: told you, it's our secret superpower can talk about anything for at least an hour.
0: Yep, God bless all these content we're making. This podcast is always available on your favorite podcast platformers what? including the Spotify's, the Google Podcasts, the Apple Podcasts, and maybe iHeartRadio and Podbean and possibly Pandora. I'm not sure if I subscribed to that thing yet, but it is available on Spotify and seems like the majority of you listen on Spotify. So. Thank you for always listening. By the time you listen to this, it'll be, I guess, first week of November. That means the next gen consoles will be coming out weeks week after. Away. That means I can just let new drama come out that we can talk about, Then I don't have to make filler content anymore. <laughs> Hashtag brilliant marketing strategy. Andy, and production none specials. of
1: your content is filler content, it's all content.
0: I appreciate every single one of you that listen to my podcast, even the ones where I talk to myself for at least an hour and a half. (laughs) That being said, look forward to our next one because it'll be a very special one where we'll have a guest on. And we will talk about something that Darren doesn't want to talk about, which always means a fun time for me because I get to hear him groan and whine. And that's what keeps me doing this. It just—it just brings me joy when I hear Darren in pain. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Where were you yesterday?
0: Well, not physical pain. I, you know, <laughs> men- mental pain. I guess it was yeah. mental pain too. But
1: emotion, emotional pain. I guess emotional
0: pain, and just, you know, as Joker said, I just want to see the world burn.
1: Kind of. Well, actually, Joker never said that.
0: I think we talked about this before where you got a Joker quote wrong. No, I remember. Because you're like, what's the Joker's first line in the movie? I was like...
1: <laughs> anyway. We, yeah, we had a discussion about, in the Dark Knight, the Joker's first line. I, and I think it's something about, like, no, I'm supposed to kill the bus driver. Yeah. The- <laughs> and, and and I was like, and it's like when he talks to that mob bank security guy. And he's like, mm-hmm. what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. <laughs> Like and that's then we're the like, no, no no no. It's use. something about killing the bus. That's his <laughs> yeah. first line in the movie, and it's like, oh, I guess that's true. It's not the more memorable line.
0: No, we should do a more movie podcast
1: soon, but we should. Movies are easier to talk about than video games.
0: Hey, when when there's no video game news, that's what we always do. I, mean, I actually all do, miss to do this podcast. All we have to
1: do is wait for these new consoles to launch, then there'll be no video game news.
0: Hey, and that's where we end on. Thank you for listening, viewers. We'll see you next Friday, as this podcast will launch every single Friday. Follow me at Last Blues on Twitter and Twitch. And Darren, what have you got planned so far? You can tell us in the next thirty seconds before I stop the recording. Go.
1: Uh, same thing. I think I mentioned last time. My Metal Gear Solid Two gaming pilgrimage retrospective will be up on youtube it's still there on twitch if you're curious to see it broken up in pieces the fire emblem iron man will continue at some point probably this week well if you're listening to this it's already continued i hope hey and that's pretty much it for ongoing projects next gaming pilgrimage retrospective should be paper mario for the nintendo 64
0: Ooh. So, viewers, if you have any comment on my podcast, feel free to DM me or write on my wall of what you think. What are you gonna get, the PS Five or the Xbox Series One X or the S? Let us know so I can make fun of you. Thank you also for listening. Also, tell viewers. us
1: about Games Pass versus Plus. I want to hear opinions on that.
0: Oh, shut up! You know the, what the answer is going to be. You just to make fun of me and be like, haha told you so."